Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey, where I don't claim to be a hockey expert, but simply an overzealous hockey fan that loves to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. I'm your host, Chris, and today's special guest is the play-by-play announcer for the NAHL's Austin Bruins, Jared Becker. Jared, welcome back to the show. Chris, thanks for having me on here. It's been a pleasure. No, it's awesome for you to come back on here, and I know we just had you on here about a week ago. Uh, we kind of talked about how the NAHL playoffs were going, and we've, you know, had a bunch of series end. So let's talk about how those unfolded. Let's just jump into uh, St. Cloud and Aberdeen. How did you uh, see that one unfolding, and look who came out on top? That one, uh, not surprised. I, I thought St. Cloud was going to pull that one off. Uh, I didn't expect as many overtimes as that one did, uh, especially on Friday <laughs> night, a three-overtime thriller, a little after uh, yeah. midnight central time. That game got done, and then, of course, they reset and got it back down the next day, um, and St. Cloud won that one uh, final of 3-2 to two to win that series, three games to one. So the Norsemen uh, are the Central Division champions and, of course, representing the Central Division for the Robertson Cup. So, I mean, good team, played tough against the Bruins all season long, and, of course, got hot the right time right after Christmas, especially going on that 14-game win streak, and they never let their foot off the gas from there. And, of course, it's shown on uh, on why they are, they are the number one team in the Central Division. Yeah, I know, because uh, you had mentioned on the last podcast that the Austin Bruins faithful were were rooting for the Norsemen. Uh, in, oh, God, a bug just flew in my face. <laughs> Where'd that come from? God, that was disgusting. This is, I guess, one of the benefits of uh, recording in a country without air conditioning, because uh, I have to keep my windows open to stay cool. So expect more a lot of that, uh, listeners. But no, the uh, yeah, the Norsemen coming out on top, I know, is something that the Austin Bruins faithful were uh, were rooting for. Yeah, I mean they're uh, they're they're a tough team. We played them tough all season long, uh, especially with Aberdeen uh, knocking the Bruins out in the uh, the first round. Of course, the Bruins faithful were on the the bandwagon for St. Cloud to of course knock Aberdeen off. So I mean, uh, all things considered, it was a uh, it was a great series for both clubs. Uh, expected uh, to see uh, another tough showing for the Central Division. I mean, uh, every single season uh, in the division. You never know who's going to come out of the Central. It's uh, arguably the toughest, if not uh, one of uh, the toughest divisions in the North American Hockey League. And um, obviously it shows here. It was an incredible series. And like you said, a lot more overtimes than expected. Again, I think some just fantastic goaltending. But St. Cloud moves on. And they will be facing Anchorage. So it was the Anchorage Wolverines facing Minnesota. How do you feel about how this went? I'm uh, I'm pretty uh, happy with the results. It's so far, I'm looking pretty good on the Midwest. It, it's been, again, another really entertaining series. Yeah, with the first-year program, of course, uh, winning their first Midwest Division title and, of course, Robertson Cup play, uh, Final Four appearance uh, is nothing to bet your eyes at. Uh, a lot of that has to do on the back end, too. I mean, Mike Aikens, is, uh, hats off to him. I know we've talked about him multiple times before. Yep. Uh, great coach, very knowledgeable, knows what to do with his team. Um, and he helped. He builds a uh, he built a strong locker room, both on and off the ice. That team is uh, is built to run for a playoff, the number three seed coming out of the Midwest Division. So I mean, they were on the outside looking in the last couple weeks of the season. They were sitting in a five spot, trying to fight and claw their way back into a playoff spot. And they did just that, uh, and ultimately took down a couple of tough teams across uh, their way. Uh, Minnesota Wilderness had a very strong and solid year this year. And then Springfield Junior Blues um, also were another solid team out of the Midwest. But ultimately, uh, the Wolverines representing the Midwest uh, at the Robertson Cup. Two teams that you guys kind of have connections with there in Austin. And I knew this was going to be an exciting series for you guys to talk about. And you really look at 
kind of the goalies uh, again for the Wolverines and what they've done. I think they got uh, Soderwall and Robbins, right? Yeah, uh, Wraith and Robbins is uh, he's he secured that number one spot for Mike Akins. I mean, he's a solid yes. uh, netminder. And then, of course, Shane Soderwall being the former uh, NA3HL goaltender of the year uh, last or two seasons ago. Um, and of course, uh, a former Rochester Grizzly found his way up to uh, Anchorage with Mike Akins. I mean, it's a solid net mining duo. They never separated those two all season long. It's been those two since the very beginning of main camp and on. So, I mean, uh, Akins liked what he had with his goal, uh, goaltending tandem. And of course, it's uh, it's backstopped his way to a uh, Midwest Division title. Yeah, and you look at Robin's stats right now. I had to pull up his stats because he's got a 188 goals against average and a 946 save percentage. Uh, that's that's the sort of stuff that wins you championships. Yeah, and, and that's the thing of playoffs. Um, we talked about it before. Uh, you've mentioned it. Goaltending, uh, goal a hot goaltender, a uh, solid line, and a good defense is going to help you win a, uh, a playoff and get you through the playoffs. You need three things to line up for you. A, a goal scorer a hot player and a hot netminder. And of course, Anchorage has that in every single aspect of those three uh, categories right now. They've been playing incredible. And so let's move on then to the East. And so we had New Jersey facing Jamestown. I got this one wrong. I really thought Jamestown would keep going. I kind of picked them for the, if I'm correct, I picked them to win the whole thing, but man, they faced that, uh, that New Jersey team that won the East and uh, New Jersey's moving on. And that was another game that was uh, absolutely crazy. And then that one itself, a triple overtime thriller uh, on Friday night on the 13th of May for the Titans to ultimately come away with that. So three overtimes that game took. Uh, So, I mean, there's a lot to do there. Uh, I mean, ultimately wise, uh, Andrew, uh, Tackett's my apologies for saying his last name right or wrong uh, for the Titans. Ultimately, a great netminder. He's done very well there. Nolan Suggs for Jamestown has had a good, solid season as well. Uh, I mean, sad to see this uh, season in for him. But the the Rebels themselves, another year falling just short. I mean, they've uh, found themselves into the final of the Eastern Division the last couple of years. Last year, falling to the Maine Nordiques. Uh, this year, ultimately falling to the New Jersey Titans. So, I mean, they're, they're doing everything right. They just have uh, one more little step to get over that plateau uh, to find themselves into the Robertson Cup Final Four. Stackus has been playing incredible hockey. I think I've saved at least one of his saves in the highlight reel films that uh, you viewers or listeners, I guess, will be able to view on on Twitter when I drop it. I think I ranked it fairly high. But yeah, his stats as well. He's 2.49 goals against average and a 9.16 save percentage. He's really been winning games for him. Uh, that the team's been playing excellent, and uh, you can see why they're why they're moving on to this next round. Like it goes back to what we were just saying with hot net miners. You got to have one solid guy yeah. behind the play uh, behind the net or behind your defensive core to kind of lead you on the back end. I mean, your best penalty killer is your goalie. I mean, that's uh, a term that's beaten, beaten to death. And it's like beating a dead horse, but I mean, it, it is a hundred percent true on that aspect. I mean, Jamestown's going to be, uh, had a good team, but ultimately they ran into a brick wall, which helped propel the Titans on to the final four. Yeah, and then talking about hot goaltenders, let's move on to New Mexico and Lone Star. I loved watching this series. By far, out of the four series, this is the one I looked forward to probably the most, just based off of how both uh, netminders are playing. And, man, Benny Halas really, 
really took his team to the next level here because Lone Star were, were they were good. They were amazing. They were the best team, right? Not only in the division, but they were the best team overall in the league. Yeah, they had and, the, uh, the number one overall going into the playoffs. They won the regular season title. So, I mean, they, they were a tough team. But like you mentioned, uh, I mean, Benny Halas, 29 for 29 in game five, shut out one nothing win to help uh, secure the New Mexico Ice Wolves in the South Division uh, for their first appearance ever to the Robertson Cup uh, Final Four. So, I mean, he had himself a good tournament or a good uh, playoffs. Um, ultimately, it sucked to see uh, Arthur Smith go down um, in yeah. game four and not be able to play in game five. But John Spicer stepped up to the plate. He did very well, seeing 24 yep. shots, saving 23. He did everything he needed to do all the way up uh, for the 58 minutes and 26 seconds that he was in net uh, to help try to pull Lone Star back into that game after trailing one nothing. Yeah, because, I mean, he came into what was already an intense series. And, uh, man, I, I tell you, like that New Mexico crowd, I give I give him props too. that New Mexico crowd is a is a wild crowd and it makes the games really fun to watch. I think the broadcasting uh, out of New Mexico is amazing. It's I think watching the games is super entertaining. It's it's fantastic. I might uh, might be catching they're more. In, they're world. a very interesting market, to say the least. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's in the 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 southwest of the U.S., the market. A lot of people don't expect uh, for the United States to, to get a hockey background. Uh, I mean, just with the success of the N.A. team for New Mexico, they are getting an N.A. 3 HL team next year under the same moniker as the New Mexico Ice Wolves and the N.A. 3. So, I mean, it's growing in that southwest region. Um, El Paso is the same way. The Rhinos have an N.A. team and the El Paso Rhinos are the N.A. 3 HL. So, I mean, you're seeing a lot more expansion to that south, uh, southwestern part of the United States in the in the, the desert, the literal desert areas of uh, of the southwest. <laughs> yeah, I love that desert area of the southwest. It's uh, where I spent uh, probably what four of the last six years of my life uh, was basically um, down there in Utah. And you really do start to fall in love with the the Southwest region, which I don't think people who haven't been there understand. I know I didn't. I'm a huge office fan. If anybody here but watches the office, probably the worst character to ever come into the office was Will Ferrell's character for like the two or three episodes he was in there. And I remember his character talking about how much he loved the Southwest. And I'm like, why would you ever after living there for like a month and a half, I think it was, I had fallen in love with it. And in my opinion, it's probably the, I think it's the most beautiful part of the United States, possibly the world. I, I love the, the American Southwest is gorgeous. It's got a lot to see, a lot to do. And hockey fandom down there is actually pretty incredible. You've actually got pretty big markets down there in Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, Nevada. And uh, even that, like I said, that super southern part of California it's a uh, really, really good hockey in Texas. Sorry, I'm leaving Texas out of that. They're huge. The Southwest Division, uh, just in the whole, I mean, the region, the South. Uh, I mean, Texas is building itself into a hockey hotbed recently, too. I mean, just in the NHL, you mean you have you know, uh, Odessa, you have Lone Star, mm-hmm. uh, two very good, prominent programs. Lone Star has been around for a few years. Odessa has been around for a long time. Uh, so, I mean, you're seeing those teams pop up in regions that many people didn't think would uh, would thrive but ultimately are uh, holding strong. I mean, uh, Odessa celebrated 20 years down there in the, in the Texas panhandle and the oil fields. So, I mean, they're doing very well for themselves and looking to continue that success. And hopefully New Mexico with their NA3 team sees the same uh, kind of support that they do with the NA team. 
Yeah, and then you even talk about again, you kind of with that region, it's not necessarily southwest, but you've got the you know Shreveport down there, and Louisiana isn't exactly the most traditional hockey market either. Um, oh, and you they want to talk to... about some passionate fans? I mean, yeah, the Mudbug fans are a completely different breed. I don't know if there's something <laughs> in the water down there in the bayou, but I mean, Shreveport fans are are 100 diehard fans, and they they live and die by the by the bug. Yeah, it's credible. And that's what I think some of our listeners up in Canada and maybe the northern United States don't really understand, because like I said, you're up there in Minnesota. I'm from Niagara Falls region, Buffalo. And you, you, I don't think people understand when you when you go down south and you're big into hockey because hockey has been growing and the NHL has done a very good job of pushing that. But hockey has been growing since they basically started to expand and it was a California alone. I mean, you're from California, the California hockey market is incredible. And I don't think if you're from the North, you get how devoted you have to be to the sport of hockey as a fan or a player to gain access to rinks and gain access to games. Cause if you're in Canada or the Northern United States, there's a, there's a rink in every little town. You're going to get hockey everywhere. You, you kind of, I get, in my opinion, take it for granted. But if you're down south and you want to go to a hockey game, if you want to play hockey, you're a lot of these fans drive a long distance and players drive a long distance just to get to a rink for ice time. Yeah, and they, like you said, you gotta, you, they're dedicated. They they travel. I mean, this goes back to the Mudbug fans. I mean, they travel, and when I say they travel, they caravan from Shreveport down to Corpus Christi, Texas, down to the bottom of the uh, the Texas border there as well as uh, El Paso and even New Mexico, they travel out to. And for those who don't know how big Texas is, um, it's 12 plus hours from border to border from east to west. So, I mean, that's a long drive to go watch a game. But you have those passionate fans, going back to the Mudbug fans, who travel and make those trips. And I think, you know, I love shouting out those types of fan bases. You know, you got a great fan base up there in Austin. Ogden has a great fan base. I know there are great fan bases up in the north, but it's it's that extra level of effort and passion for those those hockey fans down south. And like I said, things like Hockey TV and the NHL app and, you know, I think Black Dog TV, um, they all provide that little bit of extra oomph uh, for these fan bases that might not necessarily be able to get to games um, all the time. But we look at the way these uh, four teams have arrived, and now we're looking at these showdowns, and it's going to be – the Norsemen and the Wolverines and the Titans hosting, so to speak, New Mexico. Want to make any predictions? St. Cloud and um, and Anchorage will go three games. That one will be a three-game okay. series. I do not have a horse in that race right now. Yeah, that is a <laughs> that is a toss-up. I mean, Tomas Bolo is a uh, is a great netminder um, for St. Cloud. Ryan O'Neill's been ridiculous. Brandon LeJoy has yep. been uh, crazy good. I mean, you get those you get those guys. Uh, and then on the other end, for Anchorage, Robbins has been phenomenal. Bodan Panasenko has been lights out. Uh, Colin Pedersen has been ridiculous as well for Anchorage. So, I mean, you get those guys on any given day. I have a feeling at least one of those games will require overtime but it will go three games in that series. I do not have a prediction on who's going to win that one. Cause that is that one of those two teams will be the winner of the Robertson cup. Yeah. I think w- with the way that these have all 
unfolded. I like making the predictions. I'm just going to say, I mean, I picked the Norsemen to get to where they're at at the beginning of the, the playoffs. So I think, that, again, they've been an incredible team all year up in the Central. And uh, I think they're just going to keep riding that in there. They're facing off against Anchorage. Anchorage really just been strong play, strong goaltending for their first year. They've just they've been playing and they have been going hard. And uh, I, I expected them to be here as well. So I'm really not surprised these two teams are there. But again, I picked I think it was St. Cloud, Anchorage, um, Wichita Falls and Jamestown. Um, Wichita Falls, unfortunately, didn't make it past the first round. Jamestown got eliminated by Jersey. Uh, I'm just going to say I think Anchorage will take out St. Cloud. I think I think both these series will be three games, in my opinion. I think Anchorage will advance. And when it comes to New Mexico and New Jersey, I'm just going to keep picking against Jersey because, I don't know, it worked out for uh, the Rockets Hockey Club and the USPHL. I picked against them every round, and they won the national championship. I'm going to pick against Jersey, and I think it's going to be New Mexico and Anchorage. And for me, the New I, Mexico and New Jersey series, that one I can pick easy. I have New Mexico in two. That one I have a pick for, but I cannot, I do not have a pick for St. Cloud and Anchorage. That one, <laughs> I don't care how many times you can torture me, you can do any, anything you want to me. I am not going to make a pick for that one because I, I honestly cannot. It's a deadlock even for me between those two teams. For New Mexico and the Titans, Wolves in two. Halaz has been playing out of his mind, and I think it's going to be Halaz and Anchorage, and it comes down to the last game, and I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm just going to say I think New Mexico might dump Anchorage, but I think those two teams, honestly, they can go. It can go either way. Uh, Jersey might advance and win this whole thing over St. Cloud. I have no idea, but I'm going with Anchorage falling to New Mexico. And New Mexico, what are they? Third year program? Yes. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in their third year, they're going to take out the first year team and uh, they're going to get their first national championship. I love the jerseys. Honestly, I love both their jerseys, too. I think they're both wicked. But, yeah, let's see how this unfolds for 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 New Mexico. The powder blue look (laughs) is very crisp, very clean. I like it. Yeah. And it's very Southwest. It's extremely New Mexico. And yeah, uh, it's it's based off the New Mexico flag, too. All the colors they use is exactly that. So, I mean. It works well, and for that organization to embrace the colors and that look, hands down, great decision. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be an incredible Final Four. I'm excited. I think it's going to be wild. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I will I will be making my way up there uh, one of these days over the weekend uh, to go watch. So I'll be up there. So I'll be catching some games. Don't know what days I'll be up there, but I will for sure be up there on uh, Tuesday of the final, and I'll probably be up for uh, probably one or two games uh, this weekend. So I'll be I'll be uh, taking in uh, the Robertson Cup playoffs. Yeah, I'm excited for the timings of the playoffs uh, because I can actually watch them live over here on Hockey TV. Again, most of these games that were played in the NHL playoffs were played while I was asleep, and so I will actually be able to watch all these games live except for if anybody pulls into game three because i'm working that night but i'll be able to watch fridays and saturday nights games live i'm very excited about that i will miss game threes and have to watch them on monday morning and uh what time's the national championship game on tuesday seven o'clock ah i'll be asleep so i will watch that on wednesday morning (laughs) but no i'm I'm really excited because i actually get to watch some live nahl hockey and uh yeah, with the way these four teams have gotten there and the, the way that the goalies have been playing. Um, and, yeah, I think this is going to be a great series. 
it's going to be uh, the four teams that got there. All, honestly, the four teams that are that have deserved to be there. I mean, you, you yeah. know it. They've worked hard. Uh, I mean, you've got a couple of uh, surprise picks that made their way through. I mean, some people didn't expect New Mexico and Anchorage to pull through, but they ultimately did. They uh, they prevailed. They didn't win the division in the regular season, but they ultimately won uh, won the the ones that mattered to make themselves into the, yes. the final four appearance. So I mean. Two teams that expected to be there was New Jersey and uh, St. Cloud close out the regular season. But uh, right now, anything goes. It's going to be a tough battle between the two clubs. Like I said, uh, Anchorage and St. Cloud, I have no pick. I cannot tell you who's going to win that one. All I know is the winner of those two will play New Mexico and ultimately win the Robertson Cup title. So, I mean, New Mexico will make itself to the final. Uh, They'll have a 2 nothing uh, sweep of New Jersey in the uh, best of three semifinal and play the winner of St. Cloud and Anchorage. And then ultimately the winner of St. Cloud and Anchorage will hoist uh, the, the coveted uh, Robertson cup. And, uh, and also uh, fun fact for those who don't know about the NAHL um, it is the oldest uh, trophy in junior hockey history. I didn't know that, but I know the NHL has been around for a, a hot minute it's great. I'm, I'm excited, really, really excited to see these games because after this, there's not a lot of hockey left in the junior hockey world. I think the Continental Cup in Canada is going to be yeah, this starts this uh, this weekend, I believe. I'm excited. That's going to be really good hockey. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I think my wife was right because I told her, um, hey, FYI, don't make plans on Friday or Saturday. I'm I'm going to be watching hockey those nights. I got live hockey, um, and this is like the last hockey of the year. And she's like, BS. I'm like, what? She's like, you've been saying this is the last hockey of the year for the last four months. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right because you had the U.S. PHL playoffs. The EHL playoffs. She had the EOJHL playoffs. Yeah, it's uh, there's always hockey on, and I love it, and uh, couldn't be any happier about it. But yeah, I'm excited to to see the NAHL wrap up its season. I'm excited to see the Continental Cup. But we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHH Official to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. This was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and today's special guest, the play-by-play announcer of the NHL's Austin Bruins, Jared Becker. Thanks, Chris, for having me on. I uh, look forward to talking to you again here soon and uh, getting things situated for the upcoming uh, NHL season as this one's coming to a wrap. So, I mean, it's just around the corner. It's a couple months, and we're back at it again. That's you are. And as, as you said, before we jumped on this podcast, it's the uh, year, the off season for the NHL is basically your on season. <laughs> pretty, pretty busy right now. Yeah. For the uh, front office side of things uh, <laughs> during the off season is when we have the actual season during the actual season is when we technically have our quote unquote off season. So, I mean, it's a little bit different for uh, the operation side of things, but we're always, uh, always involved no matter what. And it's the best thing. It is the best thing to be around hockey all the time. It is not the worst life. But uh, that said, thank you all listeners for tuning in. And remember, always clear your crease.